Jesus began to teach by the sea. And a great multitude was gathered to him, so that he got into a boat, and he sat in it on the sea. And the whole multitude was on the land facing the sea, that he taught them many things. On the same day, when evening had come, he said to them, Let us cross over to the other side. Now when they had left the multitude, they took him along in the boat as he was. And other little boats were also with him. And a great windstorm arose, and the waves beat into the boat, so that it was already filling. But he was in the stern, asleep on a pillow. And they woke him and said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? Several years ago, my wife woke me up in the middle of the night. I was in a dead sleep, tranquil, peaceful. And suddenly I was confronted with the blast of sirens in our neighborhood. I was confronted with an alert from my iPhone bleeping loudly from the National Weather Service. It turns out that unbeknownst to us, a tornado had been spotted in our neighborhood. And our restful, peaceful night had been wildly disrupted. Lightning was flashing all around. Rain was pelting against the window panes. You could hear the wind almost shaking the house. Thunder was resonating all around the area. It was a massive storm. As quickly as we could, we we gathered up the kids. We headed down to the basement. We tried to calm everybody. We tried to make it uh, quiet and as restful as possible. We had our pillows and some teddy bears and some, some, some blankies. And we're all gathered together to try to rest. But as you can imagine, it's almost impossible to find rest in a storm. Many of you today are going through a storm. Six months ago, an alert went out and disrupted your tranquil and peaceful life. An alert that said a global pandemic is sweeping the planet and everything that you thought was normal is now different. Everything has been disrupted. It's a storm. For some of you, the storm has come in the form of financial uncertainty. Job lost, job insecurity, debt might be piling up, coming in like waves over the edge of your boat. You're trying to bail yourself out as fast as as you can, and yet the storm rages on. For some of you, the storm has come in the form of relational conflict. Never in your life Have you faced the gale force winds of turmoil and conflict in your relationships as you are right now? For others of you, it's just the the impossible task of juggling all of the new responsibilities that you have. You've suddenly become a one-person IT department for your children's school at home, trying to get kids focused on Zoom to, to, to go to virtual school, or you're trying to carve out some place in your house where you can do some work in peace and quiet. And... For others of you, it's a storm that has come in the form of emotional and mental health crisis. It's a crisis for you. Your your physical life is okay. Maybe you're healthy physically, but the, the, the waves of anguish and anxiety, fear, 
anger and uncertainty are threatening to capsize your boat. You need rest, but it's really hard to find rest in a storm. One of the things I've heard over and over from people during this storm over the past several months is how exhausted they are. They're tired. They're weary. I've experienced it myself. And it's not the good tired. It's not the kind of tired that you have after a good workout. It's not the kind of tired you have after a hard day's work. It's the kind of tired that you can't sleep off. You go to sleep tired. You wake up tired. It's what I call soul tired. It's an inner exhaustion that won't leave you alone. It's deeper than your bones. It's all the way down in your soul. It's the kind of tired that makes you not even want to do the simplest chores that you normally do. It's the kind of tired that makes you not even want to do the things that you love. It's exhausting. And many of you are experiencing that right now and you're asking, how do I get rest in the middle of this storm? I know I can get rest when it's over, but I don't know when it's going to be over. So how can I get rest in the storm now? Well, today, in part four of our Get Fit series, I want to preach a sermon that I'm simply calling How to Sleep Through a Storm. This is one of the most restful spots in all of St. Louis. In fact, a lot of times my family and I will come out here on an afternoon, we'll rent a canoe or a paddle boat, we will chill out on the tranquil waters of this lake. It's a cool experience. However, there's a catch. For it to be a restful experience, the circumstances have to be just right. Temperature has to be right, the wind has to be right, the water has to be, everything's got to be right for this to be a restful circumstance. If there was lightning shooting down on this lake and, and, and thunder rolling through here and, and rain pelting us in the face and hurricane winds knocking us around, this would not be a restful experience at all. You see, that's the thing. It's easy to find rest in restful circumstances. But how do we find rest in the middle of a storm? One of the strangest details in the story of Jesus in the boat with his disciples is the detail of him crawling down into the stern of the boat and falling asleep on a pillow. Like he's got a pillow. He's making himself comfortable. He's taking a nap in the middle of the storm and his disciples are totally freaking out. They can't believe it. They're dumbfounded. They actually wake him up and you can hear it in their voice. They're anxious. They're angry. They're confused. They're saying, Jesus, how is it that you can sleep in the middle of the storm? And the only answer they can come up with is that he doesn't care. In fact, they even say that to him. Don't you even care that we are perishing? Don't you care that we're dying, Jesus? 
Maybe some of you feel that way right now. You're in the middle of a storm in life and you're saying, God, don't you even care what I'm going through? Don't you care that lightning is flashing, that thunder is rolling in my life, that the boat is about to tip over, that my life is unraveling? I'm in the middle of the storm. Where are you, God? And yet Jesus responds in a way that you just can't anticipate. He doesn't, he doesn't come out of his sleep and very gently say, I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry I was sleeping while you were afraid. He doesn't do that. It's, it's not even words of comfort that he offers. It's almost a rebuke. When he wakes up out of the stern of the boat, he looks at his disciples and he says, why are you so fearful? It's a challenge. It's a rebuke. In fact, the word fearful is, is only used in a negative context. That, the, that word is only used in a negative context in the New Testament. It actually means cowardly. He says, why are you being so fearful? Why are you being so cowardly? And then he says, how is it that you have no faith? It's fascinating because he's answering their accusations, their harsh question with an almost equally harsh question. God, don't you even care that we are perishing? And then he turns around and says, why are you so afraid? Have you no faith? But here's the thing. He's not trying to shame them. Even though it must have stung, he's not trying to shame them. He's actually trying to show them how to sleep through a storm. Jesus was trying to show the disciples and what he's trying to show you and me is deceptively simple. In fact, it's so simple that you almost have to be a child to get it. What Jesus is saying to the disciples and what he's saying to you and me today is that if you want to sleep through a storm, you've got to learn to put your confidence in the one who controls the wind and the water. If you want to sleep through a storm, You've got to put your trust in the one who controls the lightning and the thunder. If you want to sleep through a storm, as the old song says, you've got to put your hand in the hand of the man who calms the sea. You see, Jesus' disciples were doing everything they knew to do. They're just like you and me. They were trying to be spiritually fit. They were trying to, to, to get spiritual nutrition. They had been listening to Jesus' teaching all day. They were, they were trying to do spiritual exercise. They were praying, they were giving, they were serving, just like many of you. And yet they remained soul tired. Their heart was tired because they hadn't learned to put their trust, their faith in the one who controlled the universe. Many of us are soul tired today because we're trying to bail ourselves out of the storm. We're trying to bail the water out of our boat and it's exhausting. And Jesus is saying, look, I want you to have nutrition, spiritual nutrition. I want you to have spiritual exercise. But if you really want to have spiritual rest, you've got to put your trust in me. You've got to put your hope and your confidence in me.
because I'm the God of the wind and the rain. I'm the God of the lightning and the thunder. I'm the God of the vaccine and the pandemic. I'm the God of your relationship. I'm the God of your finances. I'm the God of your home. I'm the God of your children. I'm the God of your spouse. I'm the God of your school. I'm the God of the universe. I've got this under control. I want you to put your trust in me so you can find rest in me. Put your faith in me. Put your hope in me because only in me will you find rest. Today I want to introduce you to a couple at our church who have been through a storm and they've put their trust in Christ and they're finding their rest in Him. I'm Aaron Abarbanel, and I am a pediatric heart surgeon at St. Louis Children's Hospital. And some people say that's an amazing thing, that's really crazy, and I think, no, it's really not. I've been blessed to do what I've been called to do, and I really identify myself more as a follower of Jesus. I'm Ginny Abarbanel. I'm his wife. I also am a pediatric cardiologist. So I take care of the babies, and he operates on them, and then I take care of them afterwards. So we work together as a team, but I think the bigger team is that we, as a couple, have been walking with Jesus for a number of years now. Being a doctor in the time of COVID has been a challenge, but it's there have been so many blessings. So for us, when we initially started, thinking about COVID in the United States, it was January, actually February, probably, and I remember being at a Carver Project meeting and we were talking about what's COVID and what's it about and what's going to happen. And at the time we're like, well, you know, we need to just practice hand hygiene. There wasn't a pandemic here in the United States. And then literally three weeks later, everything shut down. The kids are out of school. Life has changed dramatically. And then on top of all that, you know, our employment here in St. Louis, it may or may not continue on. And so we have this unknown about will we stay here and where we're going to go. The kids were home, had to figure out how to do online school, how to continue working from home, how to continue going to work, how over the summer, what are the kids going to do over the summer while they still work, and then navigating how kids are going to get from one place to the next right now. And what has taught me is that I have to take every day by itself. And there's been a song that I've been listening to which says, don't take troubles from, from tomorrow, don't borrow troubles from tomorrow, because we can't control tomorrow. And this pandemic and this time and having to rely on what God has in store for us has really taught me that I really have to be in the moment and not try to plan the next 10 steps ahead. Because if I plan the ten, next 10 steps ahead, it's gonna be changed tomorrow anyway. So just kind of living in the moment and trusting that God's gonna take care of each step along the way. Okay, God, you are in control. You do actually have some control, and I don't have to worry about tomorrow um, because I know you're totally in control of all this. And that's a huge blessing to have that knowledge. And then when you look back and say, okay, when I became a Christian as an adult, and now here I am 20 years later, look at all the things God has done along the way. He's proven himself over and over, as mm -hmm. we, we sometimes sing about. And I can take confidence in that. So when I have those moments of anxiety and worry, which happen to all of us, I can say, okay, God, you've proven yourself before. I will keep trusting you. I think we are all in a storm. And if we, we have to keep our eyes focused on 
God above, right? Because if we focus on ourselves and we focus on trying to get ourselves out of that storm, again, it's this analogy of trying to do things for yourself. It's like building your house in the quicksand. And the more you try to do it by yourself, the more you sink, right? But if you look towards the rock and you look towards Jesus and you think to yourself, I've been here before, God has come through before, then I'm going to focus on that and try, try to focus every moment, all the time, on Jesus, that He's going to bring us through this storm and that there will be something on the other end. But if we try to do it all by ourselves, it's, it's really like digging a quicksand. We aren't going to be able to do it by ourselves. So how does the story end? Does the storm sink the boat or do the disciples make it safely to shore? The story ends the way all of God's stories end, with Him in control. The scripture says that Jesus arose and He rebuked the storm. That means He put the storm in its place. And He called out to the sea saying, Peace, be still. And the winds ceased and there was, the scripture says, a great calm. Today I want to close this sermon and this series, not with a call to action, but with a call to faith. Many of you who are in a storm right now, you're doing everything you know to do. You're getting spiritual nutrition. You're reading the word of God. You're watching uh, the, the sermons every Sunday. You're getting that nutrition. You're, 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 you're engaging in spiritual exercises. You're praying, you're giving, you're serving, you're doing everything you know to do, and yet you're still not finding rest in your soul in the storm. Today, I wanna call you to a moment of faith. Faith, trust in God who calms the sea. I wanna share with you one final scripture, and it's a scripture that many of you know. Many of you may be able to quote it. When Jesus was speaking to his disciples, he said, come unto me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Today, if you're trying to bail the water out of your boat, if you're trying to make it through the storm, I wanna, I wanna echo the words of Jesus and say, come unto him today. Put your trust in Him. Put your confidence in Him. Put your faith in Him. Do not be afraid in the storm because when you put your trust in Jesus, then you can sleep well, even in the middle of a storm. I want to close today by praying for each and every one of you that you would find rest in Christ. Let's pray together. Father, thank you for this series. Thank you for your word. Thank you for your strength. Thank you for your love. God, we thank you for your presence right here, right now in the hearts and the lives of each one of us. I pray for every single person who is watching this broadcast, those who are in the storm, in the middle of the storm right now and who are soul tired, their souls are exhausted. God, I pray that you would give them rest in you. Let us put our faith in you, our hope in you, our confidence in you, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.